As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome to Today in Sports Betting for Wednesday, October 26th. I'm your host, Doug Reed. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. This is Sports Ethos presentation. And if you haven't checked us out already, go to sportsethos.com. We are exploding these days with sports coverage uh, from NBA to NFL, college, uh, basketball. NBA, as I said, is... Um, at the forefront historically, but we're moving much more into football. Uh, I'll be getting a lot of college basketball stuff going soon with my colleague Blake Watch, uh, some NBA coverage, fantasy, um, wagering, DFS, whatever you want. We've got podcasts for it. We've got articles for it. Uh, we've got some great subscription prices. Get some more details and info there. Highly recommend you go to sportsethos.com, check out our prices and our packages. Uh, I'm part of the Wager Pass group, and you can get that for as little as $9.99 a month. And we have been more than making you money, more than making that money back over pretty much since the start of the year uh, in all our sports. So check us out at sportsethos.com and follow me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. So we hit the NBA tonight. Uh, Ten games there, four games in NHL. I'll quickly touch upon as well. But we start on the hardwood, 7-10 in the East. We've got the Atlanta Hawks in Detroit to face the Pistons. The Hawks come in 7.5-point favorites, 229.5 is the total. Uh, I like the Hawks to win this. The money line's minus 300. It's a little steep for me. If anything, I would I would uh, probably look to just laying half a unit or something on that. Uh, I think Atlanta wins. I think they win easy. Uh, Detroit has just been struggling. I mean, Detroit was a hard team last year to handicap. They had a few games where they got just blown out by like 30 points. I remember kind of halfway through the year. And then they'd come back a game or two later and upset a team that they had no no business beating. So I still think they're kind of that young lineup, exciting lineup. Kate Cunningham's been playing great. Jaden Ivey uh, at the shooting guard spot's been getting some minutes. He's been what you would expect from a rookie, very inconsistent, but looks good. Sadiq Bey, um, Looks like he's going to be a solid pro. 
Boyan Bogdanovich has been playing well, and Isaiah Stewart in what his third year, I think. All young guys I like. Jalen Duran as well, coming off the bench was behind Stewart. Uh, he's been looking solid, just too too inconsistent. And Atlanta with uh, Trey Young, who hasn't been super hot to start, but he's Trey Young. He'll do just fine. I think people were worried about Dejounte Murray taking away from him. I don't see how that happens at all. Uh, Murray's played well to start the season, um, but I don't see that happening at all. So I'm on the I'm on the Hawks here to win. I just don't like laying seven and a half. If I were close to five, I'd probably do it. One prop that I am on though is John Collins over seven and a half assists. Uh, I got that at about minus 130, minus 135. I just don't see Stewart uh, being able to stop him or Duran. He's been playing well. He's been consistently getting um, those numbers, trying to pull up his, his recent stats. Um, but Collins, I think, easily hits – well, not easily hits that total, uh, but should be able to get to the boards on both ends of the court and get that over seven and a half system. Here we go. Uh, so far this year – He's only played three games. He's got 8, 13, and 10. Um, so averaging a little over that. Well, averaging definitely over 7.5. Hit that every game. Uh, that's why That's why I was on. I was kind of surprised it was this low. Uh, again, I think Stewart and Jalen Duran can give him a challenge, but I don't think they're going to be able to uh, slow him down. Noro Bogdanovich. I mean, you've got Clint Capella at the 5. You've got Okongu at the 5 for Atlanta. So Collins... Um, we'll be able, I think, to swoop in and get some decent number, decent assist number, and should be able to hit that seven and a half prop. So that is the one play I'm on that game. Next game, seven ten East, we have the magic of Orlando in Cleveland. Cavs find themselves eight and a half point favorite total here, two fifteen and a half. Um, I'm not really on anything in this game. I like Cleveland to win. I think quite easily. Money lines three seventy. I'm not going to be touching that. Um, team totals are interesting here. I was looking at Cleveland maybe over 113 and a half, 112 and a half. Uh, if you look, I mean, the season's so young, but Cleveland uh, is averaging just under 117 points per game. And Orlando and Cle- what's Cleveland at? Two and one. And the Magic come in 0 and four and giving up 115 and a half points per game. Uh, my fear is this game gets out of hand. If Cleveland gets up, 12, 15 points, you know, halfway through the fourth quarter, they stay, they take their foot off the gas and don't get there. But I would consider maybe a Cleveland team total. Uh, I saw it on DraftKings actually at 112 and a half, uh, about minus 120. I also saw it somewhere else at 113 and a half plus 105. So uh, I'd probably go to the, the 113 and a half just to get the plus juice there. So stay away from me. I like the Cavs to win, uh, just be too big a number for me. Next game of the night should be an interesting one, 740 in the East. We've got the Nets in Milwaukee to face the Bucks, and Nets come in plus 3.5. Uh, total here, or sorry, yeah, Bucks minus 3.5. Total here, 231. Obviously, a lot of points to be scored. Um, I like the Bucks. The problem is you just can't bet against, uh, well, I don't think you can. So far, you probably could this year. Um, Brooklyn and the Nets with Katie and, and Durant going. Uh, they can just go off at any time against anybody. The problem is the depth on that team. They come in at one and two. Uh, and the Bucks are perfect two and oh, so really too early to judge much of that. But the problem is on the Nets, you got Ben Simmons, who can't seem to again put the put the ball in the ocean, uh, shooting wise, um, but playing well otherwise, which I think is kind of his game. And that's fine when he's on the court with Kyrie and, and Katie. We've got Royce O'Neal, small forward, uh, speedy Nick, Nick Claxton, but doing well playing center. 
Um, but are you really going to bank on him continuing that for the year? Then you got Joe Harris coming off the bench, Patty Mills coming off the bench. Behind that, and even that, um, they just don't have the depth. And I think you're going to see that if any one of the big three, specifically Kyrie and Katie, slow down, get hurt, have a bad game, Brooklyn's out of it. Flip side of that is if they put it together, the big two have a good game, and Simmons does his defensive um, moving the ball kind of thing that he does, then I think they can beat anybody. Uh, haven't proven it yet, but they can beat anybody. The Bucs, on, uh, on the other hand, are fairly healthy. They've got everybody going. Let me, Giannis obviously is in there. Let me just pull up their injury report. Uh, the Bucks, well, Connaughton's out. That's not a big thing. Chris Middleton is out uh, still, which hurts them. But I think they're the better team. I don't really want to. Ah, you know what? I might lay three and a half. I'm going to look at that. If that gets down to three, closer to game time, I might. Uh, but kind of stay away from me, I think. Um, I just don't like going against the uh, Brooklyn. I mean, this game could be a 20-point Bucks blowout or it could be a, a, a Nets win. So not going to touch that one. Next game, 740 in the East. Charlotte travels to New York to take on the Knicks. The Knicks come in seven and a half point favorites. 225 and a half is the total. I was a little surprised by this. I think Charlotte's being um, undervalued. They, again, kind of early. Uh, both teams come in at two and one. Charlotte's won two games on the road, though, and averaging 122 points uh, for, although they're giving up almost 112 against. So I do like Charlotte. I may jump on them at plus seven and a half. I just think they're giving up way too many points. When I look on the injury report, uh, let's see here. Charlotte. Lamelo's obviously out. Terry Rozier is doubtful. And the Knicks don't have anybody um, that's going to affect the game that's out. So with Rozier out, obviously that that uh, the, num- the number goes up a little bit for the Knicks. Dennis Smith should get the start at point guard. Uh, if you're looking maybe a prop on him, it should be uh, decent. But you still got Hayward playing. P.J. Washington playing great. Uh, you've got Plumlee and Jalen Dan- McDaniel splitting. Uh, sorry, you've got Plumlee and Nick Richards splitting the center role. Richards has been playing really well. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. I think he will take over that role. Um, but for now, they're starting Plumlee. Uh, I was looking at P.J. Washington prop of under 21 and a half um, points, rebounds, and assists. And the only reason is because I think Richards is going to take more time. Uh, away. He's going to be on the court a little bit more, and I know Washington's more playing the four and Plumlee's playing the five, so Richards would switch with Plumlee. Uh, but I also think the Knicks throwing up Rob, Mitch Robinson uh, at center. Julius Randle, probably a power forward, is the usual lineup. Then they've got Isaiah Hartenstein, Hartenstein behind them. Uh, it's going to be tough for him to get those rebounds and potentially some baskets around the net against the big boys. So considering that, didn't pull the trigger on it. I saw a minus 115, under 21 and a half. Points, rebounds, and assists for P.J. Washington. Next game, as we move on, I'm uh, just going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll finish out this slate and get to the NHL. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we're back onto the hard court. The hardwood. And we hit, uh, where'd we leave off? This was Charlotte and the Knicks. So we're going to go to Toronto. And we get Philly in town to play the Raptors. And you get the, the – I was about to say the Flyers. Wrong sport. You get the 76ers as two-point favorites here. Total 211.5. Now, these teams last met last fall or last spring when 76ers disposed of the Raptors four games to two in the playoffs. And both teams, I think, are very equally matched. I think the one advantage goes to um, Philly – with Embiid in the middle, and the Raptors just don't have the answer for that. So I'm actually surprised it's minus two. If anything, I would lean to Philly minus two here. Um, I let, with Scotty Barnes is listed. Last I saw, he's listed as questionable. Uh, he didn't play last game for the Raptors. Still listed as questionable. Um, and if he's out, if he's out, then you know you got Siakam probably sliding into the four. And presses Achua uh, starting in the five center position. Now, Achua had 22 rebounds last game, and everybody's talking him up. But Siakam and Achua and Chris Boucher, who's bang, banged up a little too, do not match up well against Joel Embiid. So I think that guy could have, have a night tonight. He could feast. And it's going to be tough. So if Scotty Barnes is out, that kind of slides everybody up. If Barnes is playing, you start Siakam at the five, more or less. Uh, you got Van Fleet and Trent as the guards. You got OG Ananobi. Um, as your small forward, and then you've kind of got Barnes as the four, Siakam as the five. Um, and again, if behind that, you got Achua and Boucher, they're just not going to be able to stop uh, Joel Embiid. So I think Embiid has his way. Um, but these teams, Nick Nurse and Toronto, always seem to be able to scheme up a way to keep the games close. Obviously, uh, there's been some history with these two teams, especially in Toronto. The fans love to get on Embiid. So it should be a good game. 211.5 is a pretty reasonable number. Two solid defensive teams. And I just think the Sixers are slightly better. Not, not necessarily, well, yeah, slightly better team, obviously. Uh, and if Harden and Maxi can get going there, they're going to be uh, well on their way to scoring some points. But I just think the Raps don't have an answer for Embiid. So I'm looking to probably be Philly uh, minus two in this game. 
Next game, 8-10 in the East, we have the Indiana Pacers, and they are going into Chicago. The Bulls find themselves 7.5-point favorites. 234.5 is the total. And when I look on the injury report here, we've got obviously Lonzo Ball is out, continues to be out. He's going to be out for a while. And for Indy, uh, Daniel Feast is out, and Miles Turner is questionable. Now, I don't think that's as big as a deal as what people are making it out to be, whether he comes back or not. Uh, because if he doesn't, the Pacers simply slide um, one of Gogo Badatze or Isaiah Jackson into the center spot. Probably play both of them if they have to, obviously. And um, Jalen Smith continues to do well and play a power forward. And that's what I'm actually on this game. I don't... I like the Bulls. I just can't lay seven half. The Bulls are always better at home. I think Indiana's playing a little bit above, um, not not playing above, but scoring more than what they are. They're averaging 100 and, almost 118 points. They're one of three in season, 118 points, but they're giving up 121 and a half. Uh, the Bulls come in on four games, averaging 108 points for, but only giving up 110. So I think the defense can clamp down for Chicago here and keep this game um well in hand for them. Just don't want to lay seven and a half. What I am on though is Jalen Smith in for Indiana. Uh, over 13 and a half points. I got that at minus 110. And I'm also on his point rebound and assist at over 21 and a half. I got that also at minus 110. And when I pull up his recent numbers, uh, I'm just trying to find it. Here we go. Jalen Smith, his recent numbers. When I look at his points, he's had um, – 22 minutes the first game of the season, scored 16 points. Only played seven minutes in the second game, two points. 28 minutes against Detroit, 19 points. And 25 against Philly, um, and with a beat on the court, got 17 points that game. So can he get 13 and a half points? I think he can. Um, can he get 13 and a half points going against Bucevic or Patrick Williams down low? You know, a few more points, uh, buckets close to the basket, I think he can. And when I look at his rebounds, he's got eight rebounds, two, 15, and 10. So if I'm adding his points and his rebounds, he only needs to get to 21 and a half, and then he chips in basically one assist a game. So I think, also when I look at this game, the point total is fairly high, 234 and a half. So the Pacers come in with about 113 and a half point total. So points are going to be scored. Again, I said earlier, I think this Bulls game to win, but 113 and a half points. Somebody's got to score. Smith's been doing well. Uh, if Turner is out, I think that's a benefit because Jackson and that's a uh, aren't going to add a whole lot of offense points. So it's going to come down to Halliburton, Buddy Hield, and I think Jalen Smith again, and maybe Benedict Matherin. He's been actually playing quite well. Uh, the rookie, who I think is probably the biggest surprise so far this season as a rookie, uh, but I like Jalen Smith over thirteen and a half points and over twenty one and a half points rebounds and assists. Next game, eight ten in the East. We've got the Spurs. For their back-to-back set in Minnesota, uh, Spurs actually won the last game, but Minnesota comes in nine and a half point favorite, two thirty-five total, uh, a big number there. And Minnesota's team total is about one hundred and twenty-two and a half. What I'm on here is I'm actually on San um, Trey Jones on San Antonio uh, over thirteen and a half points, and the reason is uh, Devin Vassell behind him is uh, out for the game, so I think he's going to be getting more run. Uh, he's been playing fairly well. When I look at his point totals uh, so far to date, his first game against Charlotte, 24 minutes, 14 points, 35 minutes against uh, Indy, 18 points, 30 minutes against Philly, 17 points. And his last game against Minnesota, 
which actually won 115 to 106, 30 minutes and eight points. So that's the only game he didn't cover this prop. And with Vassell out tonight, when I go to the injury report, uh, Vassell, I think, is really the big name on it. Vassell is out, and on the other side, no real huge names for Minnesota. So I think he has the ability to run the point. Well, obviously he's running the point. Score a little bit more uh, without the sell. Josh Primo is his backup off the bench, and he struggled last game. He's been very inconsistent, so I think they were going to give him a run, a bit more run. You know, he's minutes played for Jones, 24, 35, 30, 30. So without Vassell, without Primo doing much, I could see him getting into the 34, 35-minute range, which certainly helps for his points. The flip side is on Minnesota with their team total, 122.5. Well, someone's got a score here. So uh, I went to Carl Anthony Towns, who's been having his usual kind of season. Uh, just trying to pull up his numbers here. And... So far in his four games, 36 minutes, 12 points, an opening night against OKC. 33 minutes, 27 points against in a loss to Utah. 30 minutes, 15 points uh, in, a big, in an easy win over OKC again. And 39 minutes against these same Spurs, 27 points the other night. So I've got Carl Anthony Towns at 22 and a half, or 22 and a half points is, I think that's what, just trying to pull it up here, is it 22? Sorry, where are we here? Great podcasting, I know. Yeah, 22 and a half points. I got it at minus 106. I also see 21 and a half at minus 120. So I've got 22 and a half at minus 106. And the fact of the matter is, I just think that um, the team total is 122 and a half. It's going to be a lot of points scored. Rudy Gobert is the center now, uh, so he doesn't have to worry about cleaning up the glass down low. And he doesn't have to go against Jacob Pertle. Uh, which Gobert will. Instead, he's got Jeremy Sokan probably uh, on him most of the night as a small forward slash power forward. And maybe Isaiah Roby gets in there a little. Either way, I don't think either of those guys can can uh, stop Towns. I think Towns will get his points. And in a game where 122.5 points need to be scored, or, or are expected to be scored, somebody's got to put the bucket uh, ball in the bucket. And the thing is with Gobert, Gobert there, uh, I watched him play last game, and they didn't really – he doesn't seem involved yet. There's a lot of pick and rolls where they missed him, and he's never been a high-volume scorer like that, especially when he's got another big man around him shooting. I mean, he's been a high-volume scorer, but not he's not going to be the focal point uh, with Cat there. And, again, when I watched the game, I was – I mean, I know it was a bad game. They didn't play well, but there's so many pick and rolls they missed. I just don't think they're in sync yet. So uh, they'll be in sync with Cat, and I see I could see him getting some points and having having his way. Nine and a half points spread. My only fear is the game gets out of hand. I don't think it will though. Uh, I'm actually probably going to be on San Antonio. This was at plus nine earlier. Nine and a half now. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be on the Spurs at plus nine and a half. They just beat Minnesota. Are they going to beat them back to back nights? No. Uh, Devin Vassell's out. I get that, but I don't think a nine, uh, a nine and a half is is a realistic spread. It probably should be seven, seven and a half. So probably going to be on the Spurs at plus nine and a half as well. Third last game of the night is at um, 9-10 in the East. We've got Houston in Utah to face the Jazz. Jazz come in eight-point favorites, 232.5 the total. Um, Jazz been playing well, no doubt. Uh, I don't know that I'd buy it completely. We've got second in the Western Conference at 3-1, the Utah Jazz, averaging just over 121 points and giving up about 116, and there's a problem right there. It's a little bit fool's gold when they're giving up, I think, when they're giving up that many points. Houston's 1-3, and three, averaging about 112 points, giving up almost 120. 
So uh, high total here for Utah. I mean, the game's total is 233. The Jazz would come in at about a 120.5 point total. So I'm on a couple props for the Jazz. I'm on Vanderbilt for uh, over 8.5 points and over 20.5 points, rebounds, and assists. He's been playing very well uh, in his new home. And when I pull up his numbers, so in the first four games he's played, uh, 18 minutes, seven uh, seven points. Next game uh, against Denver. Next game, 25 minutes against Minnesota. He had four points. Then when he gets a little more minutes, 28 minutes, 15 points, and 32 minutes, 13 points. So can he get eight and a half points tonight? I certainly think he can. Uh, the way they're matched up as well. He's trying to pull up their rosters here. Uh, he'll be going against probably Jayshon Tate, who's coming back for his first game. You've got Kelly Olenek uh, probably playing the five, and he'll be rotating with Walker Kessler and and Vanderbilt, and even the, even got Laurie Markin out there for a bit of power forward minutes. So all those guys going against Jabari Smith has been well playing well. Jayshon Tate, uh, I don't know that he's going to be able to stop Vanderbilt. So I can see Vanderbilt getting the points again, a high total of one hundred twenty point five. Um, I can see him continuing to get 30-plus minutes or around 30 minutes as they're building him up, and he should be able to get there. Also, I see his, uh, his points, rebounds, and assists at 20 and a half, uh, and I got that at minus 110 on DK. I just think he's has a good night. He's had two nights, three nights this year where he's gotten over 10 rebounds. He's gotten 12, 14, 4, and 11 rebounds. So he's got to this 20.5 number, and I think he'll continue to get it. And the one game where he really struggled – you know, that is four points. He was only two for five from the floor. So he did two for, yeah, hardly shot at all. And I think that was more of an anomaly. But he did get 14. Even in that game where he only had four points, he had 14 points and uh, 14 rebounds and four assists. So he still got over the points, rebounds, and assists, had 22. First night of the year, he had 20. Uh, third game of the year, he had 20. And then last game, he had 26 when it comes to points, rebounds, and assists against these same Rockets two nights ago. So I could see him doing that again. The next one is Laurie Markkinen. I've got him over 19 and a half points. He's played well, and the only game he didn't get to this was the last game against uh, a couple days ago against Houston. So, first game there, 31 minutes, 33 minutes against Denver, 17 points. 39 minutes against the T Wolves, 24 points. 39 minutes against New Orleans, 31 points. Last game, 31 minutes, just 14 points. The interesting thing is he only he shot seven for 19, 368 from the floor, and that is not Markkinen's game. Uh, he's a good shooter. And he's not going to be held to, I don't think, anything under probably 430, 440. So shooting 368 or 719 from the field, even if he hits a couple more of those, he gets a lot closer to that 19.5 total. So I'm on the 19.5 total, Lori Markinen points. Second last game of the night is in Denver, where the LA Lakers are in town, the struggling Lakers. The home Nuggets find themselves five point favorites. Total here is 229. Uh, no major injuries. I laugh when I look at this. As the season starts, I'm looking at the injury report. Lakers, Anthony Davis, probable. LeBron, probable. I think every game last year, those two are listed as probable. Um, and on the Nuggets side, uh, Michael Porter Jr. is listed as questionable. Other than that, everybody's healthy. Much on the Nuggets, minus five. I've watched a couple Laker games, and I know it's early, and I know it's overreaction, but I just think they look terrible. Terrible. I mean, they're 0-3, averaging 103 points. You can't average 103 points if you expect to be anywhere close to a contender. Uh, giving up 111. 
again, it's early. It's only three games. Uh, Denver two and two, averaging 115 and a half points, giving up 124 and a half. Uh, so that's got to get fixed. That's probably why the total in the game is 229. Wide total for Denver 117 and LA about 112. Uh, I just like the Nuggets uh, here. I, I don't know what's going on. I mean, LeBron's been playing well. Westbrook was listed as he's not on the injury report, which I find interesting because I heard earlier. Well, you know, I'm sorry. He's listed as doubtful. I heard earlier he was probably out. And obviously all the conspiracy theorists are starting to think, why is he out? Is this a fake injury? Are they just getting him out of the lineup to trade him, to get rid of him, or to give him a break from the press? Who knows? Fact is, he's doubtful. So I even listed as doubtful, I can't see him playing. And uh, I watched a couple of games. Anthony Davis, to me, just looks, I don't want to say disinterested, but just looks like he's playing soft. Uh, he's, they say he's got his back. He was tightening up last game on him. You know, so you've got a starting lineup of Pat Beverly, Lonnie Walker, and Troy Brown. Um, and then you got LeBron and AD. And LeBron's been playing great. AD hasn't. And those top three guys, that is not. I, I don't personally think they're going to be able to compete with many teams. So I think it's a long season in Lakerland again this year. Unless they make a trade, but I don't know that they have the pieces to make any trades. They don't really have any bench great bench players and only great rookies. Um, so I, I, I just don't see them being able to compete this year. It's unfortunate because the NBA is better when the Lakers are good. Love them or hate them, it's better when they're good. But I think they're in for a long year. And I think it's going to be like last year. LeBron's going to carry the team. AD is going to be in and out of the lineup. Looking like he's interested, disinterested. I mean, the guy's a friggin' monster and he won't go after rebounds. I know he got a double-double last game, but he gets some of the softest rebounds. I watched him play Golden State earlier this year, and he had no interest in going anywhere around Draymond. Um, and you know what? The, the West kind of goes through the, the whole league right now, but the West still kind of goes through Golden State. And if your team wants to show up and you want to be you know, the power forward slash center, you're going to have to be able to fight through some guys like that. And he was – I know he's a perimeter shooter, and he's great at it, uh, but he's got to step up, I think, and show a little more heart and a little more fight. Anyways, enough about my AD LA Lakers rant. I think they're in for a long year is the gist of that. Uh, but I like the Nuggets. I think Jokic, Jokic against AD could have a field day. I looked at a bunch of his props, his totals, his uh, PRS props, rebounds, assists. Didn't get there, and it just, it just priced too high. Uh, but I think he has a great game. Jamal Murray's been struggling a little. I think he'll right the ship after missing so much last year. Um, but I like the Lakers here. Pardon me. I like the Nuggets here. I was hoping it'd be a little less than minus five, but in minus five, even though they're giving up a lot of points, uh, I don't think that they're going to be able to at home. I don't think they're going to lose the Lakers. So I'm on the Nuggets minus five. Final game of the night is Miami in Portland. The surging Portland Trailblazers. places. Where did they come from? You can get the heat. Um, now it's down to minus two and a half. When I started recording, it was at minus three. So you can get the heat at minus two and a half. Total here is 220 and a half. You've got the, I'm going to say NBA leading. Portland Trailblazers at 4-0, averaging 117 points a game, 180 against. And you've got the Heat at 1-3, 103 103.5 points per game, and a hunt, but 108.5 against. So um, I'm on the Heat, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, 2.5. They're a better team. Uh, I know they're struggling, and I know Portland is flying. When I look at the injury report, no one really uh, of any – Nobody really in the starting lineup that's going to affect them. Uh, Lillard's been playing well. Jeremiah Grant's been doing well. Yosef Nurkic is playing great. Uh, but I just look at the Heat when you got Lowry, Hero, Butler, 
uh, Kellen Martin and Bam on the bio there, and you've got Strauss and Vincent, Duncan Robinson coming off the bench. I just think they're a better team. Uh, I know it's on the road. Portland's hot. They're at home. Uh, I think in a neutral site, you probably got Miami by five or six in this game. So uh, I take the veterans. I take the heat. If you can get uh, – I saw um, Max Strauss – over 10.5 point prop, uh, around minus 112, I think it was on FanDuel. That might not be a bad option. He is hot and cold, but when he is hot, um, he should be able to put those numbers up easily, pulling up his numbers when I look at his season total this year. So uh, 31 minutes in the first game, 22 points. Shot 7 from 9 from the field, 3-5 um, uh, from the charity strike. So what did I do? I jumped on a max. I think it was a max through 10 and a half point prop. Next game, we went out and he got two, 23 minutes and a 111-104 loss to Boston. Play, only played 23 minutes. Then against the Raptors, 37 minutes, 20 points. Then against the Raptors, next game, 30 minutes, uh, six points. But he only shot three for 14 in that game. So obviously, he's a bit of a three-point specialist. And he got, just trying to find, he got five in the first game, zero in the second, three in the next game, zero in the third. Uh, I saw a prop of over two and a half, three pointers. Didn't want to touch that, but I think at 10 and a half points, he's coming off the bench as a shooting guard, power forward, small forward, power forward kind of. Um, he can put the ball in the basket. Last game, three for 14, which is a 214. That's not his number. Obviously, uh, he throws up a lot of shots. Last year, he shot 441 from the field. Uh, this year, on average, he's shooting 452. So when I look at last game, when he shot 214, that's not his game. I mean, three for 14, if he can hit a few more of those. If he hits three more of those, he gets at least six points. Then he's only six for 14, and he cashes your 10.5-point prop. So I'd look to Max Drews potentially uh, in this game, uh, but I am on the heat. At, now that it's dropped to two and a half, I'm definitely on the heat in this one-possession game. I think they win. I think they uh, break the NBA-leading Portland Trailblazers undefeated season. And should be a good game, though, surprisingly, because I think if we talked about this in the preseason, not many people would have thought this would be a great game. So that's a hardwood. Uh, we move to the ice tonight. Three games in the NHL. Battle of New York sees the Rangers and the Islanders at 735 today. You can get the home Islanders at minus 140. Total here is six. Uh, juice to the under. It's at minus 115. Uh, I'd actually go under. Um, I think Shesterkin starting for the Rangers tonight. Uh, if he's not, I'd stay away. If he is, I would go to the under here. Um, this has always been a good rivalry. The Islanders always do well at home. I think they're a better team than everybody expects, and the Rangers are obviously a solid team, especially with Shesterkin and Nett. Uh, plus 140. I'm at minus 140 in the money line. I'm not touching that, but I would look to the under here at minus 115. Next game has the Oilers in St. Louis to play the Blues. You can get the home, uh, sorry, the road Oilers at minus 115 is the favorite. The home Blues at minus 105. I think I'd take the Blues here at minus 105. Um, both teams are obviously uh, decent hockey teams. The Oilers, fantastic offense. Jack Campbell, their goalie, has struggled, though. Welcome to Edmonton. Uh, goaltending struggles continue. They go and sign him as their free agent from the Leafs, and uh, he's been pooping to bed this year. I think he's better. He's better goalie than he's been playing. But uh, if they can write that ship, they are looking a lot better. But their offense has been clicking. Six and a half is a total here, juice to the over minus one fifteen. Uh, in St. Louis, I don't know that I would touch that over. And if I had to go one side, I'd probably take the Blues at minus one and a half. Last game of the night, uh, 10.05 in East. Tampa is in Anaheim to play the Ducks. You've got the road lightning at minus 145. Total here is six and a half. And I think that's a pretty decent price. Um, when you, If you can get Tampa Bay uh, on a money line at that 
that good a price. I think you're doing all right there. And just trying to pull up here some standings. Um, Tampa has not come out on fire this year. Obviously, they're three and four overall this season. Uh, two and three in the road. Twenty goals for twenty three against. But you know, won the Stanley Cup twice in a row. Lost it last year in the finals to Colorado. Uh, I still think they're one of the league's elite teams. And Anaheim has been playing. Anaheim's a good young team. It's going to be interesting to see where they are in a couple of years. They're only one, four, and one. Uh, 14 goals for and 28 against. So the total here is six and a half. I would lean to the under. I mean, the Ducks have 14 goals in six games, so they're averaging uh, just over two per game. Uh, the flip side of that is obviously Tampa has some great offense. They're getting 20 goals in seven games. So they're just under three goals a game. Uh, I would lean to the under. And I, not that I don't think Tampa can score. I think they can score and they can win. Uh, I'm just not sure Anaheim can put it up, uh, especially if Vasilevsky's in net for Tampa. I think he is in net for Tampa Bay tonight. And if he is, then I'm on Tampa Bay for sure at minus 145. And I'm on the under of six and a half uh, with the Lightning probably winning by a couple goals. You can get the Lightning at minus one and a half on the puck line, which in hockey means um, kind of like the run line in baseball. They got to win by one and a half. So they got to win by two. In hockey, it's a lot tougher to do, but you can get the Lightning at plus 170. I'd say there's a fair bit of value there. Um, I think they should win. They should win easy if Vasilevsky's in net. Then they definitely win. Well, not definitely. And they have a lot better chance to win. Uh, so I'd probably look to them there. So. Uh, recap of the NBA, got some sides, got some props, got some totals, a uh, quick look at the NHL. But before I go, uh, I do want to remind you one of our partners here at Manscaped. If you go to manscaped.com um, and at checkout, use the code HOOPBALL20. Uh, you get 20% off your order and free shipping. And also, if you haven't already checked this out, as I started the show, uh, Ethos has been boom. Sports Ethos has been booming lately. Um, and we've got a lot of things going on. If you're into fantasy basketball, check out uh, Ethos Fantasy BB for basketball. Uh, it's a Twitter handle. Lots of updates there. You can check out Ethos Fantasy FB for football. Uh, we've got a lot in JP Sticko uh, runs our Fantasy Football Today podcast. He's been doing a great job at that. Love listening to JP. Uh, on Twitter, he's at JPSTICCO. Uh, you can follow him there. So check out our Fantasy Ethos Fantasy BB for basketball Sorry, BK for basketball. Ethos Fantasy FB for football. Uh, lots of information, lots of updates, and check all of our site out, sportsethos.com. You can get, see all our packs, you see all our information. A lot of great stuff, a lot of very reasonably priced stuff. Highly recommend you go check it out. And give me a follow at Doug underscore read 34. Send any comments, thoughts, and feedback. Love to hear from people. Always love interacting and chatting with people. And hopefully we can make some money tonight and we will catch you all tomorrow. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.